everybody, this is Richard Sachs. I'm your host on Lost Arts Radio. It's good to be with you again. And we have an unusual opportunity today to talk to our friend and frequent guest Alex Newman, uh, foreign correspondent for the New American Magazine and educator for, our, for Freedom Project Academy, which we'll mention a little bit later as well. And Alex does all kinds of historical study and teaching and um, we're going to get into some of what he teaches, but what I wanted to ask him about is related to the current situation with this terrifying pandemic that we're all subject to, and hopefully we'll all live through this broadcast because it's so terrifying. And um, we're finally getting in, in this position in America to where some of the things that people have been calling for for a long time, uh, such as free money and free goods and uh complete relaxation, inability to work, I should say, on necessity to work so that you could relax and collect your free money. And it basically can be characterized as a, since this is happening not just in the U.S., I think accurately called a global communist fascist takeover of society that's not really restricted to one country. And it it exposes a lot of very interesting things, one of which is the global... Uh, coordination on a scale that most even people who believed in conspiracy didn't imagine could be on that scope and uh, a number of other things. So we've got a lot to talk about in a very short time. And uh, welcome, Alex, and thanks for giving us some time. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me, Richard. It's great to be with you again. So um, people get confused between communism and fascism and which is which. And in a way, it doesn't really matter on a big scale because it's either freedom or tyranny and what's happening right now uh, you know for one thing i guess the first point is the degree of coordination worldwide in this particular attack against humanity everywhere is really amazing and i don't know if you've noticed the same thing but yeah. it's not just national you know <laughs> there's so much we want to say in a short time here that the word conspiracy we're trained since after kennedy was shot that uh, nothing is a conspiracy, really, except bank robbers, which we learned watching cartoons as kids. And they always have those black and white stripes. And then when they get caught by the police, they fall down and they have X's on their eyes. That's a real conspiracy, but nothing else. And I think the reason that we were taught that is because the real conspiracy is so pervasive that it's beyond people's imagination. Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. And, and we're really seeing these conspirators come out of the closet. And one of the interesting things about the word conspiracy is that it's so misused. You, have, you see supposedly reputable media outlets saying that, oh, the Great Reset is nothing but a conspiracy. And, and what they mean <laughs> is right. nothing but a, you know, a fake theory, right? It, 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 They're shortening the word into jargon. Right, so exactly. Conspiracy theory is now conspiracy. Precisely. And if they would consult the dictionary, they'd know a conspiracy. The definition is simple. It's more than uh, one person secretly doing something that's illegal, unethical, immoral, whatever. Okay. The Department of Justice charges people with conspiracy every day, right? Except maybe weekends and holidays when they don't work. Uh, Everybody uh, is, you know, uh, should understand that conspiracies have been around for thousands of years. If you read your Bible, right? uh, Psalm two, back in the times of King David, it says the kings of the earth conspire together against the Lord and his anointed. So there's nothing new about powerful people conspiring. You know, it, the idea that, you know, businessmen, you know, leftists are, oh yeah, businessmen, they'll conspire to, to keep us down and to oppress us. But, but oh, politicians, no, they, they would never conspire, right? No. It's, it's, it's simply ludicrous. But, um, 
you know, the the conspiracy is kind of coming out of the closet at this point, and they have been for a while. You had uh, David Rockefeller, even uh, 15 years ago, admitted in his memoirs. He said he was proud of conspiring, was the term he used, with a secret cabal of internationalists against the best interests of his own country to build what he described as a more integrated global and political system, a one-world order, if you will. So. Right. You know, it's not a conspiracy if it's not secret. If you're bragging about it in your books, is it really a conspiracy? And you look at these great reset tyrants, right? They're, they're coming out of the closet. In June, they told us that, uh, you know, the head of the IMF, the head of the UN, the head of the World Economic Forum is a, a, a caricature of, you know, some idiotic cartoon villain complete with the Nazi accent. Uh, you know, they're telling us that we're going to have no property. We're going to own nothing. You are going to be happy. And, uh, you know, I mean, where do you find these people? Could you be any more? I think obvious? the only thing that they did wrong is he needs a white cat. <laughs> and he could purr and he could pet it while he's down. you will own nothing and you will be very happy I mean, right. it's, just, it's like a bad science fiction movie and then he's yeah. telling us that we're going to merge ourselves with machines and the fourth industrial revolution he says will lead to the fusion of our physical and our biological and our digital identities yeah. but this stuff is just absolutely bonkers and you mentioned communism and fascism uh, they really are very close cousins. Uh, Joseph Goebbels famously said, and this was reported by the New York Times, that um, Vladimir Lenin, the mass murdering communist totalitarian who helped enslave the Soviet Union with backing from Wall Street, uh, that he was the second best man on planet Earth only after Adolf Hitler. Okay, They were like peas in a pod. The Nazis, the National Socialist Party. So they, they, they weren't fighting over whether communism was better than uh fascism or vice versa precisely i mean the, the ideologies are very similar if you use a legitimate political spectrum you have you know on the far right you have no government at all and on the far left you have total government and so fascism and communism are both really right next to each other on that ideological spectrum maybe communism has a little bit extra government because officially at least they don't have private property rights but really they're they're ideological cousins the state uber alles as hitler and all the rest of the clowns put it and that's what this great reset is about you know they, they're not calling it communism they're not calling it fascism fascism they're saying it's going to be ruled by uh technology and science and engineers and experts but it's the same thing no more self-government no more individual rights you will serve the state and you will own nothing right but it it did guarantee that you would be happy though no right and Mm -hmm. i I suspect they'll have to use something like the soma right in in brave new world oh you're feeling unhappy here have some drugs right oh you feel unhappy here uh you plug into your virtual reality and we'll put you on a you know a nice area of the virtual world and you can just uh, enjoy some relaxation there well we we you know since vaccines have saved the world from disease they could save the world from stress too because there's an anti-stress vaccine that's in development now it hasn't been approved yet, but yeah. I think it eats the parts of the brain that were a big mistake of God, you know, that make you worry about things. So yeah. there will be world peace for everybody. They've been working on this stuff for a while, you know, and uh, the, the way they discredited that video that came out of the DOD where they were talking about a vaccine that would neutralize the part of your brain that uh, that is associated with religious feelings, with religious values. Right. Uh, you know, they, they were talking about they're going to use that on the Taliban. We, we wouldn't use that on American Christians. You know, it's just for Taliban and whatever. Yeah. Uh, and the way they discredited that was by saying, oh, that was Bill Gates. Oh, just kidding. No, it wasn't really Bill Gates. So it's fake news. No, it wasn't fake news. It wasn't Bill Gates. That's true. And anybody who told you it was Bill Gates uh, was either not aware of what was going on or they had been misled or it was a conscious effort mm-hmm. but um but that was a true video they've got vaccines to regulate fertility they started researching those in the 1960s they were successful in the 1990s and they started deploying them all over the world kenya philippines mexico uh nicaragua right over and over again they've got vaccines that will alter your genetic code right bill gates i've got a video of him bragging about how one of his covid vaccines in development will actually alter your genetic code uh and frankly i mean it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. They're using murder victims, aborted babies, to create vaccines that are going to alter the genetic code that God gave me. Uh, you know, it, it, again, it's like a bad science fiction movie. These people are bonkers. Well, it just means the same benefits that change the corn crop of the U.S. into GMOs so it'll never be subject to droughts and have perfect nutrition and everything. That will now accrue to humans. 
Yeah. And Bill Gates uh, talks about this openly. I mean, he, he wrote an article in the uh, 2018 in uh, Foreign Affairs, the mouthpiece of the Council on Foreign Relations, one of the most disgusting groups in America. Uh, talking, uh, The title of it was Gene Editing for Good. And, you know, he presented as like, oh, you know, look at all these poor babies. They're born with some problem. If we could just go in there and fix their DNA, and we can do that, by the way, uh, wouldn't it just be so much better? And you know what? Yeah. I, I think God knew what he was doing when he wrote genetic material. I don't think Bill Gates knows what he's doing. And so, you know, yeah, there are some sad things that happen. There are people who are born with some genetic abnormalities, but the idea that we can trust these totalitarians who have obviously evil intentions, who have no respect for humanity, for individuals, for God, for the earth, for anything, uh, to, to alter our DNA is simply crazy. I think for the people that are not up to speed on all this stuff that we want to include in you know understanding what we're talking about here, the first thing that they might come up with why they think that this is all nonsense is you know obviously everybody wants to at least try to be good why would you know aside from the massive organization aspect of it why do these people in various levels of the power structure consciously want to do harm to anybody why would anybody do that and and it's hard for them to grasp it is. And, you know, I, I think Adolf Hitler's men understood this very well, and they wrote about it, right? Um, when you want to deceive people, you, your average person can understand doing a small bad thing, right? Lying to somebody, maybe even something serious, like cheating on your wife or, you know, embezzling at work or something like that. They can understand that. But the idea of enslaving a whole nation, the idea of systematically slaughtering millions of people, it's just so foreign to your average person that, you know, that, that, that can't really happen. Well, we know that happens, right? Look back through the last yeah. thousands of years of human history. Look around the world today. Look at Kim Jong-un. Look at the regime in Cuba. Look at Pol Pot. Look at Adolf Hitler. Look at Robert Mugabe. I mean, look at these mass murdering barbarians who have enslaved millions of people, billions of people all over the yeah. planet. And then tell me that there are not people who want to deliberately do harm to human beings. Uh, I personally uh, believe the biblical explanation of this. We, we are born into a fallen world due to sin. And, you know, the Bible says... The heart of a, of an unregenerate person is desperately wicked. You know, our, our founding fathers, they were uh, kind of hardcore Calvinists, right? They just believed in what, what they described, the Calvinists described as the total depravity of man. And that doesn't mean that you're as bad as you possibly could be. And everybody compares mm-hmm. themselves to Hitler, right? Well, I'm not Hitler. You know, I didn't murder right. six million Jews. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, but you'll lie. You'll steal. You'll cheat. You'll embezzle money. Yeah, but you, you, we all do. Sense. Okay, so and- why consciously do people do that stuff? Because they're not always thinking, well, because of this verse in the Bible about evil and stuff, that's why I'm doing What are they actually thinking? Well, covetousness is a big part of it. And uh, the Bible also says the love of money is the root of, depending on what translation, all evil or all kinds of evil or many evils. Any of those translations is adequate. Uh, There are people on this planet who just have an incredible lust for power, for money, for control, and um, you know that's what gets them their kick. You know, some people get their kicks by going rock climbing or by jumping oh. out of airplanes, right? Other people get their kicks by enslaving people and and slaughtering people, right? And and people are just unfortunately depraved. It's it's a fact of life. If you don't believe me, just look around the world, right? Look at what happened in Rwanda, the Hutus and the Tutsis, right? Yeah, it's, just, it's part of human nature that people want more. People just love money and. You know, that this is what it ends up resulting in. And what we see is these types of people, the most wicked among us, are the ones who are most, you know, they look for the most powerful tools to obtain as much money and as much control. What right. are those tools? Government is the chief among them. And so these yeah. psychopaths, these sociopaths, these desperately wicked people are attracted to government power like flies are attracted to, to cow excrement, right? It's just... Right, and they, so they believe... That there's, if they're clever enough, there's no repercussion to them. Yep. And, they, and I think a lot of them are consciously evil. Uh, yeah, I, I think a lot of them are consciously evil. I think there's a real element that is not discussed often, uh, that this is a diabolical effort. You know, again, I, I see all this through the lens of the Bible. God said he created mankind in his image. Uh, we know that Satan hates God. We know that Satan hates man. And so it only follows that disciples of Satan would also hate man, because man is made in, of course, the image of God. And so God is the author of liberty. And so it makes sense that Satan would hate liberty. God is the author of marriage. So it makes sense that Satan would hate family, would hate marriage would want marriages to fall apart, would want husbands and wives 
wives to get divorced. Uh, you know, on every issue, it just all keeps coming back to this. And I think that is really, for me, the most logical, the most sensible explanation to explain what we observe, the factual things that we observe with our own eyes, like evil psychopaths wanting to steal, kill, destroy, and enslave. And and even if they don't know about where it's coming from, which is what you were talking about, what they are conscious of is that if they're good at it, they can be successful in some kind of crime, and the only repercussions is that they're going to get really powerful. And That's it's right. going to be it's yeah. going to be great. And they'll be able to buy yachts, and they'll be able to buy Lamborghinis, and they'll be able to attract beautiful women because they'll be able to throw money around, right? They'll be able to drive right. a fan, and everybody will look at them when they're driving down the street in their two thousand dollars suit. Uh, it, it's very sad that uh, you know the bulk of humanity kind of thinks in these terms. I just I want to be cooler, I want to be richer, and but it's a fact of life. And unfortunately, the worst among us are those who are really attracted to the institutions of power, like government. Yeah, and and of course, to be fair to women, there are there are some super evil women now as well. Oh, yes. they, they've proved that they can be as bad as men. And oh, Hillary Clinton is a great example, right? Going all the way back to Jezebel, introducing Ahab to the worship of uh, you know these these demon gods in ancient Canaan, right. right? Well, and like you said, when they're attracted to powerful tools that can get them what they think they want, and one of those is the world of high technology now. Yeah. Yep. And I know a lot of these guys too, Richard. Uh, they have this insane idea that they are going to get eternal life by fusing themselves with machines. Uh, You you see Klaus Schwab now talking about the fourth industrial revolution, which he says is a key part of the Great Reset, is going to involve the fusion of our biological, our digital identities. And uh, a lot of these guys will talk about this out in the open. You know, they, they reject God, they reject eternal life in, you know, the traditional religious uh, view of it. And they say, hey, I'm going to upload my consciousness to a computer and then I'll be able to live for all eternity as long as we can keep these computer systems running. And so they think they're going to kind of bypass the old fashioned route to eternal life by uploading their brain to a computer. Yeah, and it sounds crazy to us. God's but it's been what hiding this faster route that you could take yep, instead. Exactly. And, but they still had to, you know, this elite group of so-called elite group of really nefarious individuals had to have a lot of support from inside the population and get this infiltrating it down to the local level and small officials and things like that in the u.s the states had to become corrupt which they for the most part have and all these private agencies and everything how did they appeal to all of the people in these different levels to make just this world of evil intent to make sure but there's won. there's several ways that they use to bring this about, and a big part of it goes right back to what I said, right? They promise some money, they promise mm-hmm. some power, they promise some fame, um, and, you know, and that's really attractive to a lot of people, to people who kind of just exist in this world. This world is all there is, you know. Well, hey, I yeah. want to have fun while I'm here, and that's what they teach us in school, right? The purpose mm-hmm. of your life is to have as much pleasure and as little pain as you can yeah. get. And so someone comes to you and says, hey, you want to be rich? You want to be powerful? You want a, a path to higher office? Just play along, right? Just don't mm-hmm. speak out when we do this. And that's a big part of it. Uh, there's also blackmail, right? Uh, a lot of the guys who who end up getting into the system uh, do really evil things. And we know some of it, right? They go to these weird meetings. You got the Bohemian Grove out in Northern California. You've got Skull and Bones over at Yale where they're doing these mock human uh, supposedly mock human sacrifices and they're running around the woods naked. They're, uh, you know, having orgies and doing things with children that are just unspeakable. Uh, And, you know, people get pictures of that. People get the same way that intelligence agencies do, right? The, the, all kinds of intelligence agencies, they got honey trap. They send a beautiful woman or a, or a child and they get pictures of you doing something. And then even if you do get a conscience and say, wait, I don't want to participate in this evil plot. Oh yeah. But we still have these pictures of you. Imagine if these ended up on the front page of the newspaper, what would your wife, think right and so the people are brought under control and different people are motivated by different things you know some want money some want power some want fame uh and the establishment is very good at figuring out you know what do we need to do and if you will not go along with the system they just destroy you right yeah it's it's a fairly intricately thought out plan and i know you're talking about klaus and what he's been announcing and the Great Reset and the Fourth Industrial Revolution and all that. I heard him say also that the pandemic itself is really not a big issue, <laughs> that it's really not too dangerous. It's just kind of a little marker in time that we get to go into this wonderful new era. So what's going to be accomplished if they get their way by the pandemic, assuming, of course, that it's not exposed as a complete fraud? 
Yeah. Well, Klaus Schwab actually outlines it. He, he released a book called uh, COVID and the Great Reset, and I've got a PDF copy. I haven't finished the entire thing, but I did <laughs> read through it searching for keywords. And uh, it's very clear what they're doing here. They're hoping to use COVID to accomplish several important things on the route toward this technocratic new world order. Uh, one of the things that has to happen is the destruction of the middle class, the absolute annihilation of the independent American, the small business owner, you know, the, the independent doctor, the independent farmer, the independent rancher, people who don't need the system, people who don't depend on the system, who can feed themselves, who don't need anything from government. They don't want anything from government. They just want to be left alone. Mm-hmm. You've got to destroy those people. And that's what they're doing. Uh, the COVID has provided the perfect excuse. And if anybody stopped to think about it, they would see how ludicrous this is, right? So COVID doesn't spread at Walmart, but it does spread at church. COVID doesn't spread at Walmart, but it does spread when I go to my small locally owned business. Okay, that makes no sense. You'd have to be an idiot to believe something like that. And yet people who watch too much CNN believe something like that. Um, Amazon is another good example, right? And, and, and I own shares in some of these companies, so I kind of keep track of what happens. Uh, my, my shares in Amazon have doubled since yeah. this stupid pandemic. Uh, you have the Washington Compost owned by Jeff Bezos hysterically peddling the fear mongering, right? And, and calling Republican governors who won't go along with it. They're saying they're engaging in human sacrifice by not shutting down their economies. And, and so what happened? His wealth doubled just since this stupid pandemic started. So you've got Walmart. Their stock has increased. I think my shares in Walmart have gone up like 60% since the start of this pandemic um, because apparently COVID doesn't spread at Walmart. Uh, so what happened? All the small business owners are being crushed. They're being destroyed. Uh, yeah. People who work for small businesses are being crushed. They're being made dependent on the government. They've lost their jobs. Now they're getting the equivalent of welfare, right? They call it unemployment. So what does this teach people? Well, first of all, the government is your savior. The government is your provider. Don't worry. The government's right. going to have your back. Second of all, and they, they were saying this on the radio the other day, Richard. Uh, yeah, you probably lost your job, but don't worry. Walmart, Amazon, and the government are all hiring. Well, isn't that cute? We're all going to go work for Walmart, Amazon, and the government. Um, crazy. So you destroy the middle class, right? You get everybody dependent on the massive corporations and the massive government, <clears throat> You also try to destroy the church. And we've seen this very clearly now, right? In Southern California, strip clubs are essential businesses. Churches cannot be open. Okay. Uh, you've got protests and riots and looting. Those are all essential functions. If you want to go burn a church, fine. As long as it's in the name of racial justice or whatever. If you want right. to go sing at church and worship God, oh no, now you're going to spread COVID all over the place. Yeah. Again, you'd have to be an idiot to believe this kind of stuff. Also, That's if you look at other people, I've heard that spreads it too. <laughs> <laughs> they expect people to believe this. And, and unfortunately, a big part of the population does believe this. So yeah. you destroy the middle class, you destroy the church. And, you know, if we're honest, most of the churches, a lot of the pastors in this country have been, I call the evangelicals, the uh, the evangelic fish. And, you know, they, they have no spine. They have no backbone. They're not willing to stand up for truth. They're not willing to stand against evil. So, you know, we, they might as well uh, bankrupt their churches. But, uh, you know, the, if you multiply this by, you know, a million, you see a pattern here. They're destroying the economy. They're destroying the dollar. They're destroying the nation states. They're destroying the churches. And out of the ashes of the mess, that, and they've said this openly, out of the ashes of the societies that they burned down, they hope to, as Joe Biden, the United Nations, uh, Justin Trudeau in Canada, and world leaders from all over the planet said, we're going to build back better. And what they mean by build back better is build back in a techno-fascist, utopian uh, new world order. And, and that's what yeah. they're doing, Richard. So that's the purpose, I think, of the COVID is to terrify people, to be able to rig this election, to be able to destroy the middle class, destroy the church. And then out of the ashes of the mess, out of the ruins, build back this new global system that Klaus Schwab and, and these other top globalists have made very clear that they're building. So who was it that gave the speech? Was it Rockefeller to the press club at some point in a famous talk that without their cooperation and keeping everything hidden, it would have been impossible to make all the progress toward uh, one world tyranny that they had made? Who was that? Do you remember? That was David Rockefeller. And that was at the Bilderberg meeting. If I'm not mistaken, that was at the 1991 Bilderberg meeting. And, uh, you know, Bilderberg meetings are officially closed to the public. But at this particular yeah. one, uh, agents of French intelligence were how should we say, uh, monitoring the gathering. And uh, there was a guy, he actually uh, used to write for the New American Magazine, uh, Hilaire du Barrier, a fascinatingly interesting man. This guy was like a, you know, the, a, a more awesome version of James Bond. He's just an incredible guy. And, mm. um, and so he, he was talked to these agents of French intelligence who had eavesdropped on this and got the quote, and that's how uh, it became public. But um, 
you know, more recently, David Rockefeller has just been out again, saying it in the open. I quoted his memoirs earlier. Uh, and even back in the 1970s, they kind of gave away the plan, right? David Rockefeller wrote an article in the New York Times. Uh, actually, it wasn't an article. It was an op-ed uh, after a trip he did to communist China. It was called From a China Traveler. You can still see this on the New York Times website today, published in August of 73. And uh, he concluded by uh, the whole thing was an abomination. Right? He talks about how was he saying that was the ideal society that everybody. Yes. He said the social experiment under Chairman Mao in China was the most successful and important experiment in human history. Okay. You never mind that it slaughtered 50 million people. Never mind that it enslaved one of the greatest, one of the biggest nations on planet Earth. Uh, Never mind that they murdered more people than any government has ever murdered in all of human history. Hey, it was a great social experiment. We should do this. on. And that's what you need to understand. When they're talking about this great reset, this new world order, George Soros put it in plain English for us. Communist China needs to own the new world order in the same way that the United States owned the old world order. China is the model for the global system they're building. So what they're doing is very, uh, in a methodical, organized fashion, they're kind of hurting everybody into complete dependency right now. Right? Precisely. And the next so step the, will be, and we've talked about this on the show before, Richard, uh, universal basic income. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah, well, I know we burned down your businesses and your economy, and I know you're all starving now because of us. But, hey, we're going to give you a universal basic income. All you got to do is take this vaccine, give up cash, right. give up your rights, give up national right. sovereignty, be plugged into the new world order, take a brain chip, maybe who knows where this is going, and, and then we'll just give you $2,000 a month. Right? It's all for your benefit. Right. right. It's, it's just like farm animals, right? Uh, yeah, cattle, they, their their owners feed them, and their owners take them to the vet when yeah. they get sick. And That's then true. The cows they don't own the, the fences. Sorry? The, fa- the cows don't own the fences, usually. That's exactly right. Uh, and once the, the feeding and the veterinary bills are paid, that cow is taken off to the slaughterhouse. So right. um, this is not a good deal, folks. The, the universal basic income, it sounds like free money. It's not free money. They're going to make you into a slave, and then they're going to give you some of the pittance back. And, and they're very clear about this. You know, Klaus Schwab said you will own nothing under uh-huh. this system. By 2030, that's what they're saying. You will own nothing, and you'll be happy. Well, if you, private property is shown to be racist, I think. Right. And, and you know they're not going to give up their private property. But I've got a book behind me here, Tragedy and Hope, written by Carol Quigley, uh, yeah. Bill Clinton's mentor. And, you know, he, he was so proud of being part of this cabal. You know, he, he brags about, oh, I've been close to them for 20 years, and I even got to examine their secret papers. Um, and what he says is, I agree with their agenda. Uh, and then he outlines their agenda. It's a, he, almost quoting verbatim, a mm-hmm. world system of financial control in private hands able to dominate the political system of each country and the economy of the world as a whole. He said it would be organized on feudalist principles, right? And, and what was the hallmark of feudalism? You own nothing. You are a serf, right? The, the rulers own everything. And mm-hmm. if you're a good serf, we'll let you occupy this little piece of farmland as long as you're a good surf and as long as you give us military service when we demand it, as long as you give us 50% of all the crops you produce, yeah, you can occupy that little piece of land. Uh, they're talking about the reinstitution of global feudalism with them as our overlords and us as the serfs if we're lucky to survive. So the only reason that feudalism didn't produce world peace the first time is there were too, mu- too, few, too many lords who owned everything. And, right. if and, and we didn't have one, enough brain chip implants. Yeah, exactly. Uh, probably none. And, and now if there's just one, <clears throat> excuse me, one group that owns everything, then there will be world peace because <laughs> exactly. the same group will own all the serfs. Yep. <laughs> and, and they say that openly. I mean, you've got one of the guys uh, from the Bilderberg Steering Committee, and I've quoted him many, many times in the past. Uh, and he gave an interview with the UK Guardian. I think Healy was his name. Uh, and yeah. he said, like, you know, it's not wholly unfair to say we want a world government. You know, it's kind of true. But he says it's all for your own benefit, right? We just figured we're so nice. We just figured we can't just go on killing each other. Uh, we can't just keep letting millions of people die. And as long as you fools have nation states, uh, you're going to keep killing each other. So the solution is for us to have a world government. We'll rule over. Over you guys, but don't worry. We'll be good caretakers. We'll be good, uh, you know, farm owners, and uh, we promise right. to give you universal basic income and take you to the vet when you get sick. I think this also couldn't have happened not only with without um, cooperation from the press, but also a really highly evolved educational system that yes. taught everybody that this was desirable. 
That's that's the key right there, Richard. That's what I've been sounding the alarm about for many, many years. Uh, actually, I just published a new article or a new commentary. I went up yesterday at the Epic Times uh, about the techno-utopian fascistic tools that are coming into the education system using this COVID as cover. Uh, and I quote Klaus Schwab extensively in there from his new book, COVID-19 and the Great Reset. Uh, and he's like, hey, this is a perfect opportunity to do all these things we wanted to do in education. And they're bragging about it on the World Economic Forum website. We're going to replace teachers. Features with artificial intelligence and algorithms. And I, I figured the problem is, you know, as long as there's a human element in education, as long as there's, even if they're, you know, super liberal, progressive, you know, totalitarian teachers, um, they still have a limit to how far they'll go. You know, even the, even the most progressive mm-hmm. teacher isn't necessarily comfortable with teaching four-year-old children that they should go uh, surgically mutilate their genitals to, to masquerade as a new gender. And right. so as long as you have that barrier there, you can only push so far so quick. And so they say, hey, let's just get rid of these guys. Maybe we'll let a teacher stand up in the front of the class and kind of babysit the kids while they all stare mindlessly into their devices. But really, the algorithms will do the teaching. That's where they're headed with this. Yeah, that's pretty much happening now already. I've noticed even up to the, um, you know, college and postgraduate level, the teachers are no longer allowed to say what they think if they're still thinking. They're facilitators. That's, they're even calling them that. That's the term they're using. Are they really? Yes. They, they get to facilitate. Uh, in the World Economic Forum website, they said, uh, as we move into this new world, teachers will no longer be imparting knowledge to students. Instead, they will be co-creators of knowledge, right? Well, they'll be little facilitators. So they'll basically be glorified babysitters supervising the children as they stare mindlessly into their glass screens. Right. So the, the program decides the uh, curriculum. Precisely. And I mean, it's just like the old Skinner box, right? Uh, you know, in the Skinner box, the animal would push mm-hmm. the lever and you get a reward, like a little piece of food drops out, right? Yeah. Uh, and you push the wrong thing, and bzz, it, it shocks you. Same thing with these mindless devices, right? You stare there, oh, you got the wrong, the right answer. You said borders should be open and there should be no nations. Ding, right. you get a little smiley face. Yeah. And, and a you push music. nationalism and you get a shock. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid learns real quick. Oh, I guess I like open borders. Oh, I right. guess I like LGBT. I guess I like whatever my masters tell me to like. And you right? get so candy bars. Awesome for each one. Exactly. It's constant reinforcement. And when they do run into children who are too stubborn, maybe their parents were, you know, really spent a lot of time trying to teach them right from wrong, uh, then all that data will be recorded and the social credit system will say, hmm, this guy doesn't agree. Well, okay, well, the, the, the AI knows best and the AI has determined that you will clean toilets for a living if we let mm-hmm. you survive or maybe we'll send you off to Siberia. You can go chop trees down or something uh, and you, good obedient slave, you get to be a lawyer. You get to be a, a journalist or whatever it is, right? Right, right, right. It's just mechanized communism, basically, because Marx and Engels were saying from each according to their ability to each according to their need, right? And and people would be put in positions of service, and then they would be taken care of. That's right. And it, you would get the same thing no matter what your output was. That's right. So no particular need to try to do a good job at anything anymore. That's right. And with all these professions, like you were saying, teachers would be replaced by robots, law enforcement the same way, right? Everything. Everything. I I mean, uh, they're talking about this openly at this point, right? Uh, They're talking about how they're even creating like human-like avatars to teach the kids so it feels more human when they're interacting with their machine. Uh, They're they're already. They've got AI that's writing news stories. And frankly, a lot of them are better than the garbage put out by these uh, brain-dead zombies coming out of the universities. Um, And, you know, what's going to be left, right? Not a whole lot. You can just you can sit there in your apartment that you don't own and you can stare mindlessly at a screen and absorb the propaganda. And, uh, you know, eat, sleep, uh, and then uh, Soylent Green, right? Repeat. So if if anybody doesn't totally want to go along with this, there are two steps, I guess. One is self-education, and then the other is see what you might be able to do to make a good impact on the way things are going. So for actual education, most of the avenues that we're used to, the conventional ones, are actually pulling you into the same... Uh, hypnosis state as everybody else, public school and most of the private ones. And um, books are gradually being changed, I guess. Even libraries that I've talked to have said, yeah, we like to get rid of any of our books that are more than five years old because they're unreliable. Yep. And uh, they don't even want to accept gifts of free books that are over five years old. Because yeah. those are unenlightened, I guess. Yeah. And soon it'll be two years, right? It's changing so fast. Yeah. So how do people actually 
since everybody needs to get educated if they want to do anything good, how can you even do that anymore? What are the ways to do it? You know, I, I would say start off by going back to the basics. And, uh, you know, if you're if you're an adult and you want to get up to speed on education, I've got a whole bunch of books I recommend uh, very strongly. I say start with Did the Did you ever make a list of those? Uh, actually, I just made one the other day for somebody who asked. I'd be happy to send them more. It, it's only maybe 15 or 20, but I think... I would love to see that. Oh, I'll be happy to send everybody. it over to you. I'll be more than... You know, I should probably post it on my website, too. That's a good idea. But, uh, you know, just a, a basic list of books. You understand the money system. You understand uh, basic right. economics. You understand kind of... Because we're taught that only econ- economists can understand e- economics, right? right? It's just too esoteric. That's what the they want us thing, to believe. Yeah, the other thing is that history... You know, mostly it's being inaccurately taught, if at all now. Mostly not at all. Yep. So in your list of, of recommended books, do you have a bunch of history books? Or I do like have that? some history books, yep. Um, and, and, and including history of, you know, different individual components of the system. Uh, one that I, I think is very important for people to read is The Creature from Jekyll Island by G. Mm-hmm. Griffin, going through the history of the banking system that eventually took control of our monetary system. I'm talking about the Federal Reserve, of course. Uh, you know, that's important history to know. And then there's, you know, the history of the world. And again, I, I recommend the Bible as kind of the overarching book that people should read. But then there's a lot of smaller components. I actually just released a, a new book less than a month ago. It's called uh, Deep State, The Invisible Government Behind the Scenes. And it's just a prime. It's you know just real basic, but it gives you an overview of who is the deep state. You know who are the organizations and individuals involved. How do they operate? Did you um, write that? I did. Yeah, I just uh, wow. released it about a month ago. How did so. you find time to write that kind of book? <laughs> I don't well, understand that aspect of it. I, I kind of cheated a little bit. Don't tell anybody, but uh, you know, we, we admit in the book. But a lot of this came from articles that I had written. So, you know, I, I did actually a whole special issue on the deep state. Um, so we included those as chapters. I did a lot okay, of different articles about how the deep state operates. And I wrote some new material for this. Uh, okay. I did one on education. I wrote the conclusion on, you know, how do we fight back against this? But so uh, that should be in your list, right? I think it's, it's it's a good tool for people who maybe don't know as much about the deep state as they probably should. Yeah. Deep state is just the modern term for, you know, something that's been around for a long time. The insiders, the establishment, the cabal, whatever you want to call it. But the the people and organizations that really call the shots behind the scenes. Uh, I'm watching the time carefully because I know you have to go soon. But um, this is a really important subject about a reading list because basically education in the academic sense of the word, not the apprenticeship, you know, action part, but the, the studying part. Basically, what you need is a reading list because the teacher doesn't have to tell you to read a book to read the book. You can actually do it yourself. And it's just most people don't have a list like that. So if you look at the subjects, academic subjects that should be in it, history is certainly in there. Economics yep. should be in there. What else do you think are the basic important skills like that? Well, I'll give you a, kind of a, an overview of some of the books that I have on the list. I've got uh, Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. I've got Shadows of Power by James Perloff. I've got None Dare Call It Conspiracy by Gary Allen. I've got uh, New Lies for Old and the Perestroika Deception by Anatoly Golitschin. I've got The Federalist Papers, Constitution, Declaration of Independence, uh, Again May God Forgive Us by Robert Welch. I've got uh, Wall Street and the Bolshevik Revolution by Anthony Sutton, uh, America's Secret Establishment by Anthony Sutton, and The Fed by Ron Paul. Uh, all the books by Sam Blumenfeld, especially pub- Is Public Education Necessary? Uh, Human Action by Ludwig von Mises. Right? These are just a, a handful of the books that I think are really, really good for people. Uh, if you want a kind of a basic history of the Western Hemisphere, there's a wonderful book. We actually use it in our homeschool. It's called Quest of a Hemisphere. Uh, very, very good book with real history. And then, you know, I, I haven't even finished the whole thing yet, but we, we bought uh, a couple years ago a phenomenal series. If you really want the history of civilization, I recommend recommend it. It's called The History of Civilization. It's by, uh, I think, Walter and Ariel Durant. And, now, is um, that just Western Hemisphere civilization? No, that, that's the history of all civilization. The whole world, okay. Um, yeah, going back to ancient Greece, ancient Egypt, ancient China. I think that would be super important. It's incredibly interesting. I think it's... Uh, <laughs> 
it's either 11 part or maybe a 13 part series. It's huge. I mean, it looks like an encyclopedia on the bookshelf, but it's amazing. Uh, another interesting series I just picked up, which is phenomenal so far is by uh, Colonel John Eidsmo, uh, you know, Renaissance man. He's a lawyer. He's a military man. He's a pastor. Phenomenal mm-hmm. guy. Uh, it's called, uh, the theological foundations of law. And he goes back and looks at China and Egypt and Greece and Romans and uh, all the way up to America and goes through kind of the legal system and, and the theological foundations at the heart of each of these legal systems is really interesting. But it's just all kind of part of the big picture. We've got to get educated. We've been cut off from our heritage. We've been cut off from knowledge mm-hmm. of what came before us. And that was very deliberate. Uh, we've got to rekindle that understanding or we're going to be destroyed. Who was it? Was it Mark Twain or somebody else that said somebody that never went to school would be better educated than somebody who went? That was Mark Twain. He never let your schooling get in the way of your education. Yeah, (laughs) I think that's what we're talking about is. Yes, indeed. Schooling may be, you know, trying to wrap you up in hypnosis and all kinds of deception. But education actually is really critical because you have to know the basics of what's going on and where it came from to know what the solutions are. Yep. Right. Absolutely. And, and then if if they get the basic foundation from the list and books like that, then your deep state book could be part of what's going on now. Yeah, I, I think it'd be a very good primer for what's going on now. And, you know, the reason I decided to, to put together this deep state book... Uh, I, I think the companion, I'll try to get that out in a year or two, but Sun Tzu, uh-huh. the Chinese military strategist, incredibly wise man, and he, and he put it like this, you know, if, if you don't know yourself and you don't know your enemy, you can expect to lose every single battle, okay? And we're in a war right now, and the enemy is out to destroy us, and right now, our side, the people who would be inclined to resist this, they uh-huh. don't know themselves, and they don't know their enemy. We're going to lose every right. single time, and we've been losing right. every single time. Right. However, he says, if you know yourself and you know your enemy, you need not fear the outcome of a 100 battles. And so my objective here is to just say to the American people and people around the world, look, if you want to defeat these maniacs, these criminals who want to destroy you and enslave you, you've got to know who you are. Who are we as human beings? You know, starting at the basic level, made in the image of God, and then moving on from there, who are we as Americans? What is our true history? Why did our founding fathers do what they did? Um, And then we've got to know the enemy. Who is it that's trying to kill, enslave, and steal, and destroy? And that's why I wrote this book on the deep state, so that people okay. could have a good understanding of who the enemy is. It's not super in-depth. you know. It's, it's not like a, an encyclopedia, but it will give you a good overview, and you can check everything for yourself. Uh, and I give some ideas in the end there on how we resist this. So, What about the subject of how to actually think and question everything instead of just oh, memorizing what is supposed to be true and not questioning that? Yeah, Would that's got to be a huge part of this. Um, you know, they, they have now handicapped multiple generations, not just of Americans, but people around the world when it comes to being able to think. They've deprived us of the basic tools that are required to be able to think critically, right? They, yeah. we, your average American today doesn't know the first thing about even the basic rules of logic. How can you think logically if you don't know anything about logic? I mean, it's possible that you could deduce the rules of logic, but the idea that, you know, average Americans are going to sit there on the couch watching football and then deduce the laws of logic it's preposterous okay so they and that was yeah. deliberate and we've been taught that that's a subject that normal people can't understand anyway precisely yeah you know it's like philosophy right yeah, don't think about philosophy right so unless so, you use philosophy to, to deny the existence of god in which case everybody could be an amateur philosopher. yeah then then we know it's true but <laughs> um it's like that's what's happened to science. Science is like one of those words you're supposed to worship in the new religion of whatever you'd call it. Science and, with a capital S, TM, we all must bow down. Exactly. And bowing down means memorizing acceptable information and knowing that everything else is false. Right. And right. trusting your overlords that they would never deceive. I mean, there, there's literally peer-reviewed studies suggesting that most peer-reviewed studies are wrong. Okay, yeah. so and those are right. Exactly. <laughs> right. So, I mean, and if you read the scientific literature, uh, there, there's been hilarious pranks on this stuff where people just write absolute garbage and they submit it to these oh-so-prestigious peer-reviewed journal and they yeah. publish it. Uh, you know, they think it's legitimate. It, it, it's such a joke. It, it's so sad that we've it come is to amazing. this point. But. And I asked... You know, in my academic involvement, I asked owners of journals if we had a a natural solution to 
uh, degenerative disease like cancer, for example, that required no drugs and nothing injected into or anything like that. Would you publish it, you know, showing that people don't need to spend all this money anymore? And they said, absolutely not. It would really upset our sponsors. Oh, absolutely. They'd get all the sponsors and <laughs> kill you, right? It's the same reason why on the fake media, right? Uh, they're, they're all funded by the big pharmaceutical companies, the vaccine makers. Mm-hmm. The idea that they're going to come out and tell you, actually, these drugs are poison. These vaccines are killing you. I mean, it's ludicrous. It's ludicrous. Yeah we're supposed to believe that the way to be healthy is eat toxic chemicals and then it's really the most scientific yep that's what i mean by babies and mercury and i mean it's unbelievable those are medicine yeah 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 so (laughs) it, it can be overwhelming what do you think about how people that start to get this kind of education and this awareness and where this is going if it's not turned around what are some of the areas that they can actually have a positive impact on things this far down the road? Well, yeah, I think it it begins in one's own home, in one's own life. So, you know, start being more healthy, start educating yourselves, get your children out of the system. You know, do not let your children be indoctrinated by these psychopaths. That's a very, very good start. And, uh, you know, from there, everybody's got different gifts. Everybody's got different talents. It's going to look different Mm -hmm. for everybody. Some people have huge amounts of money and no time. All right, well, Mm -hmm. you know, give send some money to Lost Arts Radio, right? Uh, Some people have no money, but lots of time. All right, well, get involved. Maybe you want to get involved in a political campaign. You want to go knock on doors for a candidate who's going to help resist this evil agenda. Maybe you want to go start a radio station. Maybe you want to order copies of uh, a pamphlet and go distribute them to your neighbor. Uh, maybe you want to get involved in church and, and work on your pastor and work on the elders and get them to stand yeah. up against this stuff. Everybody could do something. And, um, you know, I, I think other people's ideas are just as good as mine on, on this front. And I, I would encourage people to think about it. What can you do to make the world a better place? What can you do to expose evil? What can you do to uh, promote freedom and, and good health and, and the environment and you know right. things that are important. You know, it would be a really good topic if we can get back together for another discussion would be, and, and I think this would be relevant, especially with your economic background and the relevance of economics to everybody in the world right now who's saying, well, I can't do all this stuff. I'm starving and my business is destroyed and all this stuff. And where it's going with the ruler's vision of economics is that we need universal basic conditional income where you have to obey and then you can eat if you're lucky. There has to be a new real system of economics brought back and how that would be made from scratch starting from where we are now. I mean, Bernard von Nathaus tried it, right? It, yes, and they threw him in jail. mistakes and ended up in prison. Yep. Of course, he I, did I things like... In, go ahead, Richard. He did things like put $1 on his coin, which wasn't a very good smart. Yeah, but I mean, overall, his idea was great. It's and it didn't surprise me that the federal government came after him. But I just published an article on my website uh, last night, late last night before I went to bed. Uh, I encourage people to go read it. It's at LibertySentinel.org. You can see it behind me, and it is by uh, a lady who spent uh, decades in banking. I mean, this lady was at the highest levels of the banking establishment in the United States. She was a very highly paid consultant. She wrote for all the big banking publications, Mm -hmm. and um, the article is about how every state in the union ought to consider creating a state bank like yeah. North Dakota, not the socialist kind where they're going to direct capital and they're going to decide what gets investment and what doesn't, but a state bank that would be able to step in and if and when the Federal Reserve collapses or goes crazy, provide all these services that the Federal Reserve provides. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I, I encourage people to read it. It's a lot of good ideas. It's That's kind not of Catherine outside. Austin Fitz, is it? It's not. No, it's uh, Marilyn Barneval. Uh, okay. Very, very nice lady. She's okay. up in her yeah. 80s now. But... So- uh, a lot of experience because you need to go and I don't want to make you late. How do people stay in touch with you? What's the best site? How do they get your book, etc. stuff like that. Uh, so uh, LibertySentinel.org is my personal website. I'm also the senior editor at the new American uh, magazine. You can find that at the new American.com. I'm a contributor to the Epic times. Uh, I'm also a contributor to the Illinois family Institute. I'm a contributor to world net daily. Uh, I blog uh, every week at the freedom project. Uh, that's freedomproject.com. And uh, I've got the blog there. It's called the Newman report. Uh, if you want to get a copy of this book, uh, there's two ways yeah. to do it. You can get a digital copy at Amazon, but Amazon is terrible, right? Speaking of, uh, these crazy elites. Uh, so you yeah. can go to my website, libertysentinel.org forward slash donate, and you can get a copy there. I'll send you a signed copy through the mail, or you can go to shopjbs.org and uh, they can mail those to you that way. 
Um, and then I'm on social media for now. I'm in Facebook jail, but I, that ends pretty soon. And I'm on Twitter. I'm on Parler, MeWe, all those other things. So Okay, so Liberty Sentinel was at .org? That's .org, yep. Somebody bought and, the .com. And out what from about freedomproject.what? Freedomproject.com. Com. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the best place to get the book again? Uh, there's two places. There's shopjbs.org, and then there is my website, libertysentinel.org, and you can go to libertysentinel.org forward slash donate, and there's a button right there if you want to order the book. You can just, uh, it's $19, including shipping, and I'll put a signed copy in the mail for you right away. Oh, that would be great. Okay. All right. Well, that was wonderful. I want to, If you're open to it, I want to get into the economic discussion next, but we'll talk about that. Absolutely. So, hold on, and we'll say goodbye in the break here. Okay, you guys, that was Alex Newman, and it went by very fast. We could have talked for a few hours easily, but his schedule's getting really tight. We're lucky to get him on. Um, anyway, remember that he's got a couple of sites, one of which I didn't know about yet. Actually, neither of these I knew about. LibertySentinel.org, and if you go to that slash donate, which is probably where I'll get a copy of his book, and you can get a signed copy, which is great. And freedomproject.com, I I think he said that was where he had blogs for the uh, private online school that he works in. And if anybody's looking for a K-12 through place for kids that are escaping from public school, that would be uh, Freedom Project Academy would be a good one to, to look at. FPE, I think it's FPE, Freedom Project Education, FPE dot, FPEUSA.com or dot org. But it, if you just look up Freedom Project Academy in a search engine, it'll tell you all the right uh, URLs for it. Alex is really inspiring, and he's showing up all over the place now, and his, his interviews are great. I'm really glad that we got to talk to him. And we'll get into economics next time. We're just, you know, right now, I think the main focus is on we're in the middle of such an incredible, uh, for most of us, unforeseen situation. We didn't know it would develop this quickly where you have a worldwide manufactured emergency that is being used as an excuse to take everybody's freedoms away and everybody's livelihood and their businesses and the all the companies that affect us in places where we're used to being able to get things that we need outside in the outside world. And they're all being replaced by Amazon and other huge corporations like that. In the middle of all of that, um, I don't know what you'd call it, some version of planned insanity. It's really important to stay stable and come back into yourself and remember to educate yourself and take care of yourself as well as you can so that you'll be able to make some kind of a positive contribution to the people around you or your family and friends and the community. Take care of yourself. That's that's where it has to start. And that's one of the reasons that part of this takeover is getting everybody subject to the um, crazy medical system that's great on trauma care and some emergency things and stuff like that. But on, on health, it's intentionally insane saying to take toxic chemicals and eat them they're called medicine you know in order to be healthy the fact that any of us ever believe that shows we're pretty far out of touch with what's actually going on so as alex said self-education is critical i'm going to look at his book list i suspect that many people will want to do that and take care of your own health get it back as much as you can and then figure out what your real potential is because again it's the opposite of what we're told we're supposed to be these weak helpless um not very intelligent dependent beings that need teams of experts to tell us what to do and the opposite is true and us finding out what we could really do is the main fear of the power structure so it's like our our um guidance that that's what we need to do so what we're doing in planetary healing club if you want to Show up there sometime, you'd be invited, and it's live every week, interactive, and we go over physical health issues that are not as easy to talk about on the air, and also uh, deeper consciousness tools, too, that we're alluding to in today's talk. That's at planetaryhealingclub.com. If you feel like supporting our work, we'd really appreciate it at lostartsradio.com. There's a donate button there. We don't have commercials, and totally up to all of you to keep us going lost arts research institute.org planetary healing club.com and uh, stay in touch with the main site and also non-censoring sites that we're showing up on now uh, more and more like 
brideon.com and bitshoot.com. And we've got channels on both of those and we're expanding into new ones at the same time uh, just so that we can stay there no matter what happens. And uh, remember that we've got the Saturday afternoon show also happening every week and that's related to current events and it is um, Lost Arts Radio Live Saturdays at 4.30 p.m., 7.30 Eastern. And I think you'd find that interesting followed by Planetary Healing Club meeting. I think that's about it. So um, take care of yourself. Don't be discouraged by what's happening outside. Just focus on what positive that you can do. And the better care you take of your own body and mind, uh, that'll become expanded. So thanks for being with us, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Talk to you soon. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on two YouTube channels, Facebook Live, Periscope, which is Twitter, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows except the band ones are on our YouTube channels at Lost Arts Radio and at Diamond Disc. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit Brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information. 
about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with. Control of the human race Big brother, he's watching you With the click of the mouse He's in your house, he's in your phone Right there with you Wherever you go Can't hide, he can't run Break his law And Big Brother will come, yeah